Hello, and welcome to Cultivated Love with Janine. I am your host, your chief love cultivator, and I am excited that you are joining and listening to this wonderful podcast. This podcast is for everyone, everyone who is all about and enjoys love. Whether you're single, dating, engaged, or married, you will find something that you can relate to and connect to on this podcast. So as we share in the journey of different stories of love and couples, I it is my desire that this, this podcast will be transformative. It will give you tips on how to go from a hopeless to a hopeful romantic, how to go from a dull relationship to a passionate and fire relationship. Let's face it, we need more love in this world. And relationships are hard, marriage is hard, but when you put in the work, when you're intentional and you cultivate your relationship, you can have a beautiful marriage, a long lasting relationship. And that's what cultivated love is all about, putting love in action. So I'm excited to share this journey with you. I'm doing this because I believe in love. I believe in and marriages, and I believe that this world needs to see more couples who have unique stories, but they have perseverance and they desire to share their story with you. So please like and follow and subscribe to Cultivated Love with Janine on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. And look forward to a new episode. Hello, and welcome to Cultivated Love with Janine. I am your chief love cultivator. And today I'm going to be sharing my story, my journey to love and all about me, your host. So I have been a student of love all my life. I have always enjoyed love and sharing tips and advice and planning romantic ideas for my friends and family. That is something I've been doing since I probably was a teenager and in my early adult years. Um, So it just started as a passion, something I enjoy doing. And even though I wasn't necessarily have someone in my life, um, I didn't mind helping anyone who would ask. So I didn't date much in high school or college or even my early adult life. Um, I pretty much was focused on school and my career and navigating life as as it happened. So um, I'm originally from Warren, Ohio. And for a period of my life, I lived in Columbus, Ohio. And so for that time is where I started my career and I spent about seven years in Columbus. And in 2007, um, I had a friend who was one of my best friends growing up and still is to this day, um, call me and let me know that she wanted to set me up on a blind date. So in July of 2007, I went on a blind date 
and the gentleman's name was Christopher Davis. And on that blind date, I knew once I left that blind date that he was going to be my husband. And I told my best friend that. Um, I said to her, I'm going to marry him. And so from that blind date, we exchanged numbers and we continued to date. Now he lived in about two and a half hours away from me. So it was somewhat of a long distance relationship. Um, but I grew up where he was currently living. So it was easy for me to come home like once a month. Um, Cause I would also visit family and friends back home. And so we dated and we at some point became an exclusive couple and he came to, he would come to Columbus to visit um, probably like once a month, either I was coming home or he was coming to Columbus. And from there, we just, we just dated. So, and, you know, and, and I finally got to do what I love to do, plan out different date ideas and just be the hopeful romantic that I am. And so in September of 2008, um, he proposed to me and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. He invited me over to his parents' house where he had planned a dinner and he called it Janine's Appreciation Day. So he made my favorite meal. We sat, we talked, we relaxed. And at some point he was like, do you want to play a game? And I'm like, sure, let's play a game. So he was like, guess which hand? So I guessed the right hand and it was simply a quarter. So I kind of laughed. I was like, okay. He was like, guess again. So I guessed the left hand and it was a beautiful ring. And so he proposed and I gladly said yes. Um, and from there, uh, we called our friends, we called our family and told them the great news. And later that evening, we kind of celebrated over my parents' house. And from there, as you guessed it, we planned uh, to get married. So that was in September of 2009. So we dated probably going on not quite two years well maybe a little over two years and so September of 2009 we got engaged and we had set a date for May 1st 2010 so all that beautiful planning and all the things that come with life um I was able to get a transfer with my job and to move back um where I grew up which was Warren Ohio and from there we would get married and we would begin our journey of marriage and love and all the things that come with that. Uh, it was just a beautiful day and being newlyweds, of course we had some ups and downs in life, but that's with any marriage. Uh, probably the biggest thing that I've learned is you have to have mentors in your life. Even while we were dating, we had accountability partners. We had, um, we needed more support afterwards. And I felt like we didn't necessarily have that. Um, but that is something I, I highly recommend to couples is that you have mentors for different stages of your marriage. You know, those early stages, those stages that you have 
with children and even teenagers and even grown adults and going into, you know, empty nesters and in, in, um, retirement. Like, what does that look like? And to have mentors in your life is so and so important. I, I just really encourage that um, because, you know, as couples, you don't know any everything. There's no handbook for relationships or marriage. Um, so having people in your life, a support system, a team that I, that's, that's invaluable. So, uh, we navigated, you know, at first living in our, in an apartment. And then after about a year and a half, we decided to buy a house and we bought a beautiful home. And from there, we were just, we were just doing life and doing it together. Um, in 2014, towards the end of it, um, Chris was, he was a diabetic, but he did really well with being with his diabetes and things like that. Um, and when I came along, I just tried to help him out by cooking more and, you know, following more of a plan, but he enjoyed walking. <coughs> Excuse me. He enjoyed walking and just, um, just being very active. Um, so in 2014, towards the end of the year, we had noticed and his doctors had noticed that his kidney function was starting to decrease. And so they were just kind of watching him and they decided to send him to a kidney specialist um, to see what was going on and if there was the uh, reason to be concerned. So we did, and they started running tests and different things like that. And um, they decided they wanted to do a biopsy to see, you know, if there's some underlying condition, like what's going on. So about the middle of 2015, this is about June or July, they do a biopsy and there's no underlying conditions other than his diabetes just being really, really aggressive. Um, so from there, his doctor decided to put him on a steroid to see, if, just to make sure and to see if there was anything else that they, they didn't see. Um, but the steroid just really just made him tired uh, to the point to where he just, he was just tired all the time. So he was working in, but he was tired. We had an appointment in January of 2016 with his kidney specialist. And from that point, we were talking about him getting off of the steroid and him uh, going on dialysis and getting on the transplant list. So that was the next steps. Um, so that was on a Tuesday, um, January of 2016. And then Thursday of that same week, he went into the hospital because he had really bad leg pain. And Chris had a high tolerance for pain, um, but for him to want me to take him to the hospital, it, it, I knew it was serious. So that Thursday we went into um, the hospital and they admitted him and they were just watching him and, you know, just kind of monitoring what was going on and things like that. In the middle of the night, he became, he wasn't really responding. The nurse came in to check him. So he wasn't really responding. So I, I said to him, I said, Chris, you know, you need to wake up, you need to talk to the the nurse and stuff like that and, and answer the questions. Um, so they they didn't really like the fact that he wasn't responding very much. 
And so at that point, they decided to move him to the ICU. They move him to the ICU while I'm waiting in the family room for them to get him settled in the room and everything like that. I hear code blue and I instantly knew it was Chris. And at some point, a nurse came into the family room and said, I needed to call my family and his family that he was unresponsive and they had been working on him. So I did that. I immediately called my family, his family, because no one was up there. It was just the two of us. And um, the next thing from there, I just remember them coming in and telling me that they've tried everything, but they can't get him to uh, come back and that he had passed away. And I just, I, it's kind of a blur. Um, I remember, but I don't fully remember. Um, I just know I was by myself. And so I then went into his room and he wasn't there. So I walked in for what was leg pain to walking out with him being gone. And from that point on, January 22nd, 2016, changed my life. And we were only married for five years. And in that five years, I learned so much. I learned to appreciate life even more. I learned to believe in love anymore. My husband taught me some amazing lessons. He was patient. He was kind. He was giving. He was a protector. He was a leader. And the biggest gift he ever gave me was the fact that I was worth the wait. And my own love story is what motivates me to start cultivated love. Not only the podcast, but so much more to come. Um, I, I truly believe that everyone is deserving of love and a beautiful relationship and just to wait and to hold on. Don't settle because settling, it, it, you're worth way more than that. And I just want each person to know as I share my story, as I share my journey, that you are truly, truly worth the wait. I was 30 years old when I got married. Chris was my first everything. We were blessed to be virgins when we got married. Our wedding was amazing. Our friends and family, God truly blessed our entire relationship. He crafted it from the beginning to the end. And I have no doubt that Chris loved me and I loved him. And so I'm, I'm very thankful for my journey. I'm very thankful I had an amazing husband. He was an amazing husband. He he worked hard. He worked hard around the house. It was a true partnership. Um, yes, we had our, our, our faults, but he loved me in spite of, and that's what cultivated love is about. In spite of loving and putting love into action. So I just hope that this is a snippet of my story, but I hope that you will continue to follow, like, and share and subscribe to the channel so you can hear more amazing love stories 
and one day have your own love story to share with your friends and your family and your legacy. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all my love cultivators for tuning in to Cultivated Love. And I can't wait until you hear more and what we have to offer in our inaugural season of Cultivated Love. Okay, love cultivators, it's time for your love and action assignment. And your love and action assignment is to go to Cultivated Love on Instagram and drop a picture under the post, your love story. Like and share. Thank you, love cultivators, for listening to today's episode. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and subscribe to Cultivated Love with Janine. Until next time, love is love in action.